Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Right on the money. Special coverage with Dave Dejanovic. You want to hear a secret, Taylor? Let's hear it. Right on the money discussions are, oh, they're by far one of my favorite. I feel like I'm walking into a trap right now, Debbie. Just because of the music? Yeah. Yeah. A little scary. So let's talk about um, how much we spend on restaurants because I think this is one of the eye-popping things in our budget that is just eating away at our ability to save for college, for example, or, <laughs> or have a um, emergency fund of a couple thousand dollars. Or, or Debbie, tipping your DoorDash drivers <laughs> is putting other people's kids through college. There you go. Let's Let's talk about how much the new statistics show we are spending on eating out compared to how much we spend on, you know, food overall in our monthly budget. So the U.S. Department of Agriculture compiles um, money we spend on food. and They, they have statistics. This statistic uh, that I just saw, now it's usually a year behind, right, because it takes them a while to compile statistics and get the data. So uh, this one's a, a little bit behind, but it just gives us a great it gives us something to chew on when it comes to ah, saving I see, money I, I see and cutting things out of our yeah. budget. So they've found that 55% of the money we spend on food, so think of your entire food budget in a month, half, more than half, 55% of that goes to eating out. You're working to pay restaurants. And if you if that's your goal, hey, the servers love you. Debbie, don't you... Judge me. Don't you make me feel bad about this because, listen, I am still operating in the post-COVID world where we are being celebrated for eating out and supporting our local businesses. Don't don't make me feel bad about that. Okay, so when then-Governor Gary Herbert encouraged all of us to eat out a couple of days a week during COVID to keep the restaurants afloat. Yeah. That that made sense. Okay, so- We are doing a public service. So so on average, just off the top of your head, I haven't asked you to do the math ahead of time. How much do you think you spend every week eating out? Now, this is, time of year is probably a little different for you because you are lobbying on Utah's Capitol Hill. Yeah. And probably- up until all hours of the night, up, or even on the hill in meetings, and so you didn't bring your your home's refrigerator with you in the car, so you can't make a meal sure. up there. So you got it. Yeah. There's a cafeteria up there. You can eat out. It's ten, fifteen bucks to eat a decent meal up there. It's fifteen dollars if you go anywhere else. But how much per week would you say? Well, so 
I would separate for for work, okay. right? Uh, meals oh, are a very important part of my business. Uh, meeting with clients over lunch mm-hmm. or breakfast, uh, often that is a few times per week, and it can be almost every day. Sometimes, so during... business versus per- let's talk personal. Let's talk personal. I'd say uh, I am embarrassed to admit this, and okay. I know I'm going to hear we're about just it. Just going to air this right now. I... We're going to fix it. During a particularly busy week, Debbie, I probably order DoorDash or Grubhub three or four times what? a week. Yeah. You need to leave the studio. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, this relationship's look, over. See, I Taylor. told you I was walking into a trap. So that is probably, I want to say, let's say- Three to four times a week. Yeah. I have two boys. We have uh, very particular tastes in, in food, and uh, it's just convenient, and time is money, So this is Debbie, So this is, is money. costing- would you say between two hundred? I'd say two hundred to two hundred fifty dollars a week, probably on meal delivery. Um, again, Thanks. having busy hours, and my wife owns her own business also, okay. and she works, so we don't eat out that often as a family. Um, and oh, do you eat at home a lot? We do eat at home. I try to smoke uh, like meat, hmm. barbecue as often as I can. Often, you know, in the wintertime after a huge snowstorm, it's a little. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen more difficult. But uh, yeah, I, I think we're probably doing a lot of mail delivery, picking things up on the way home. Ooh, and uh, I can't I can't help you. I'm sorry. At $250 a week in meal deliveries. Wow. You re- so that's that's like $1,000 a month. How many kids, how many college students that are Grubhub Deliverers, Debbie. Am yes, I helping with okay. your college? Okay. So, so then I I think this is the number one way. The so when you talk about I need to earn more money. Well, I think the the first question instead of that, uh, exploring that avenue is how can I save money in the in the current monthly budget that I have right now. And I think this is the number one way you can give the family budget a raise is by cutting back. How often? And I'm not just speaking to you, Taylor. So don't Fine. staring at me. You're like looking. You're looking at me. I right just now, think this Debbie. is this was my experience when um, I was raising kids and yeah. we ate at home a lot and I did a lot of crock pot cooking and it, you know, and I always had meal plans as, as often as I could uh, because of the unaffordability of eating. I'll give you just one quick example. We just got in the car one, on a Friday night, or Saturday night, it was a weekend night. We didn't feel like cooking at home. And so we decided to just run out and get a quick bite to eat and could not find a place that we could get into in a reasonable amount of time. And we spotted Red Lobster. Who in the world is going to Red Lobster with their family on a Saturday night? It was us. And by the time we walked out of there, it was like $175. Mm. Yeah. You know, because once you get going on the skewered <laughs> shrimp and all this other, and all the, you know, all the salads. And the, I mean, by the time we were done, I was like standing up and like, I'm I'm ordering drinks for everybody in this restaurant because our tab is so high Why at not? this point. Why not? Go for it. At this point. Yeah. Uh, so I, we were very conscientious about eating at home. And this actually is my, is the, the tip that I give my, my own kids. 
if you go out to eat for lunch Monday through Friday, it's about 50 to $75 a week. And if you just uh, add that up, that's tw- you know about $2,500 a year right yeah. there, just, just eating lunch out. Restaurants, according to Money Under 30 website, mark up their food products by 300%. Mm. So if you make a $15 meal at home, it'll cost you like 4 to $5 to make it at home. Now, but you have to make it. <laughs> you have to make it, Debbie. Is that the problem? Well, my wife is a great cook. And well, she's busy. She's busy. She's busy, yeah, and I'm busy. That's how I've always felt. And it, it, look, time is money, mm-hmm. and it takes time and energy and ingredients to cook a meal. That's true. And, and so it could cost a little bit more to make that meal if you have to buy all the ingredients. Yes. And and don't try to make anything with eggs because then you're way over budget. So this website that I was looking at, and I think this is great advice, uh, eggs, um, those prices are coming down. Those prices are coming down. Don't stop eating out altogether is the advice. You you can't go cold turkey on eating from home. But this maybe don't a- go to Red Lobster and... <laughs> And ridiculous. buy drinks for everyone. I didn't mean to. Yeah. I didn't mean to out red lobster. It's probably a wonderful meal. I can't remember. It was a long time ago, but I just remember the the, the, the final price. I fell over. I it was one of those drives homes where I don't think I said anything to anybody. Regrets. Yeah. Well. Regrets. When was the last yeah, time you sure. ate at the Cheesecake Factory, Debbie? <laughs> probably a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. It's not cheap. Yeah. So I only eat at the Cheesecake Factory if I, if I get a gift card. Honestly, ah. that's that's a true story. So if you make. Just uh, two meals at home per week. So instead of eating out every day or as often as you do, if you just take, okay, a couple of days a week, I'm going to make what I would have run out and gotten, you know, or had ordered through, was it Grubhub, DoorDash? Yeah. Okay. All these Uber Eats. Uh, you will save almost $1,000 a year. I think that's significant. It is significant. I wish I could get just more of a gee whiz out of you. Uh, I, I think it's I think it's significant. What you're saying is that's significant, but it's not reality. It's not. Listen, I I could probably be better about the food budget, and I could probably be more disciplined and be more prepared with meal planning. All of that is true, right? But at the same time, working full time, my wife working full time, both of us with our businesses, with a 12 year old and a seven year old. Sports practices, different events, uh, community things. Look, just getting food on the table at the right time is a win. And, and yeah. how that food gets there sometimes is less important. But at least I've given you the tools. That yes, if you decide you to cut the budget, look at how often you're eating out and see if you can make some cuts there. Straight ahead, uh, the artist Pink. You know Pink. I do, yeah. Yeah. She caught my attention uh, when she shared that she does not let her daughter use social media. I told her, point blank, if you can produce literature for me from a reputable source that tells me that social media is good for you, then you can be on it. Okay. Does that literature, does that study exist anywhere that Pink's daughter will be able to dig up something that says social media is good for a preteen? We're going to ask Dr. Tom Golightly that question next. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. 
Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.